Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. This past week, hip-hop artists Westside Gravy and July 56 have been collaborating on a song that deals with racism, anti-Semitism and apophobia. The chorus states, We shall not be shaken. Westside Gravy, or Noah Shepotinsky, is a black Russian Jew and July 56 is South African of Zimbabwean descent. Between them, they have experienced their fair share of bigotry. Can their new song, Never Shaken, raise awareness about these issues? I'm delighted to have them as my guests now to tell me more. Welcome, Noah and Tanaka. Thank you for having me. So what is it like to collaborate on a song from across across the country? Across the world, I should say. From my perspective, collaborating has always been a local thing for me. But stepping outside and collaborating on important topics is something that I want to do more often and something that I want to get more into because it allows us to look at topics that we don't speak about on a day-to-day. You've collaborated with other hip-hop artists. So what was different with Tanaka? Uh, I think this time it was super cool because neither of us really heard our verses before we got in the studio. So there's some excitement to that, a little little surprise. Um, and then once we got there, it just really clicked. Um, and it was honestly just really fun just seeing everything come together so quickly. And it just goes to show how music can bring people together, obviously the listeners too, but even the artists. So hip-hop is both of your mediums. Why hip-hop? Why not another form of... I make hip-hop and R&B as well. And it's just the easiest way for me to get creativity to people. So that's the reason I I really picked it. Creativity is like a stream for me. And if it streams out in a place like maybe pop music, it'll be extremely hard for me to achieve that creativity. So hip-hop is the easiest way to get creativity out of me, and that's why I chose it. Wow, and you? Uh, I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of different types of music. I always wondered at myself why I gravitated towards hip-hop. Uh, but since a kid, like, I've always written lyrics, whether it's through poetry or, or actual rap verses. And I'm sure part of that also has to do with hip-hop being a black American invention, one of the many black American inventions that contributed to American culture. So growing up in that context, I think it for sure had an influence on me. And it's also great to see how that's all over the world now and everyone makes their own contributions to that genre. And in terms of putting a song together, both of you had your own. You had a beat, right? You both liked the beat. You accepted the beat. You came in terms of social media. And tell me a little bit about what your contribution to that song was about. So I contributed with the beat in terms of just getting the ideas across and passing them forward to our producer who did a wonderful job at getting the beat and getting the right tempos and stuff. And then when it came to writing, I just looked into the topics and really tried to allow myself to get into the topics and understand and look at it from the perspective of how have I experienced it? What have I experienced with the topic of xenophobia and the topic of racism? And then I started drawing inspiration out of that. And we got the song that we have today. And from your side, Noah? Uh, I mean, you obviously write about black Jewish identity. So you get racism from every single quarter. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think that that's, that's oftentimes a theme of my music. Uh, and when it came to this particular song, I knew that these were the messages that we wanted to touch on. And I knew that the way to do that for me would be trying to draw on my personal story and my family story because I think we were in a unique position where uh, I'm an artist coming from originally the United States, now coming from Israel where I live, where I'm a citizen, uh, a place that I call home. And I was able to talk about my personal story with these 
uh, issues through music and you definitely um, were able to bring <laughs> all the aspects of what you've been through here. And I think that is even just like a case study in itself of how these topics affect people from all over the world in different ways and unique ways. And it's important to highlight those differences, but also show, again, how music can bring people together. And the chorus, how did that come about? So we're in studio and we were just, you know, rapping the song before getting into the booth. And we decided that the bridge, what I had written as a bridge, is actually going to be the chorus. We didn't use it or we didn't at first see it as a chorus. And then it ended up becoming a chorus. Yeah. And it became catchy. So at the performances, people enjoyed that section as well. So they enjoyed it a lot. They, they kept on going with the chorus even after the chorus section was done. They were singing the chorus over the, the verse section at some point. <laughs> so that was interesting to see as well. So do you anticipate that the song has legs and will fly? I'd like to think so. I'd like to think it, it brings enthusiasm out of people. Seeing it uh, by the crowd, I saw that everyone really enjoyed it. And I think it's also going to be a way of uh, like a mantra for some for someone who's going to hear it on radio or hear it in their car. It might be something they can use to empower themselves for the day. Tanaka, for you, the opportunity to work for someone from Israel, a, a Jewish person, um, was in a way coming full circle. Yes. Can you tell me that story? So my upbringing and my my musical journey really starts in a Jewish household. So my friend Dominic, he had a studio at his house, and I would go to the studio all the time. And one of the days, which was a Saturday, I went to his house expecting to get to a studio and start working, but it was Shabbat, right? And we couldn't make any music. We couldn't do anything. So we just had to sit down. We were doing Bible study, and I was like, okay, I guess come back tomorrow. But that's how I really got into understanding, okay, there's a different religion, there's a different culture. So... After that, I was like, okay, interesting. And now, right now, we now working with Noah, who is Jewish. And I'm like, wow, that's a full circle moment because my music starts in a Jewish household. Right? It's incredible. And for you, Noah, you have obviously African descent. Is this your first time in Africa? Yeah, this is my first time in Africa ever. So does it bring you, in a way, full circle too? For sure. I think absolutely. The fact that, you know, the type of music I made comes out of the African-American community. And I'm back here making that kind of music with a local artist is amazing. It kind of shows the global connections of black people across the world. And are you nodding? You were gonna were you gonna say something? I agree. Yeah. Just I feel like a lot of uh, the African American community might not have the knowledge or the education about Africa, and having people like Noah bringing that forward in music. That's a, a good thing in my perspective, just getting awareness about Africa and their heritage and where they come from. It's an important thing to, to add to the American story as well, right? Absolutely. The black American story. The black American story, you're living in Israel now, Noah, um, the Jewish story, identity. Let's talk a little bit about identity, your identity. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a whole lot to talk about there. <laughs> um, but, you know, growing up in a, in a black and Jewish and, and Russian Jewish specifically household, definitely had its fair share of preparing me for the world, preparing me for adversity. My parents telling me something that I actually talk about in my song, um, that, you know, growing up the way I did, my parents really shaped a kid, prepared me for the worst, still held expectations. And what that's about is the fact that my parents from a young age told me that I'd sometimes have to work twice as hard as a classmate sitting next to me who wasn't Jewish or wasn't black or wasn't either of them. Um, and that's not an excuse for me to let myself fail. It might not be fair, 
But at the end of the day, my job is to persevere so the next generation doesn't have to deal with that unfairness. Because that's what the, my previous generations before me did. And in terms of anti-Semitism and racism, um, specifically in Israel, do you experience that? I personally haven't haven't experienced that. I know that people around the world, countries around the world, nowhere is perfect. There's issues everywhere. Um, and it's important to be able to have open conversations with my work at Stand With Us as an educator and education organization. It's all about providing the platform and providing the knowledge to talk about different perspectives and narratives while still understanding the Jewish connection to our land uh, and our history there. And I think that Israel, like every other country, has its fair share of issues, and the more voices that are there to speak about it and to talk about the different perspectives, uh, the easier it's going to be to overcome those things. But for me personally, I haven't I haven't experienced it. And let's turn it on its head. Um, anti-Semitism from black communities? Um, in Israel? Yeah. No, I, no in uh, America. Um, I mean, I think you have anti-Semitism in every community, unfortunately. Um, sadly, the black American community is not an exception to that. And I think that it's important for us to remember that throughout history, Black people have been there for Jewish people in the United States. When you have Jewish professors who are fleeing the Holocaust uh, and what was leading up to the Holocaust, white universities in the United States would not hire Jewish professors. Black universities did. Uh, and you have similar experiences when you have colleges and universities in the U.S. that were being integrated. And black American students were not accepted into social life and campus life. Uh, and oftentimes it, were, it was a Jewish student organizations that actually did accept black students. And I think that we have that legacy of being there for each other in our times of need. And that's something that we need to stress. And in a way, your collaboration does stress that. And certainly the reaction that I've seen to your songs is that people have been saying, and I, I don't like the word nationhood, but people are like, it's fantastic that your nations are working together. And I don't really know what they mean by that, but I think I do know what they mean by that. And um, I, I think that's what's been so positive is that Jewish-black collaboration is, it's like overdue, especially here in South Africa. Yeah, I believe that working together is important, right? And the more barriers we break is like it just adds to that right and i was speaking to some of noah's colleagues and they were just explaining how we have this misconception that jewish people are or can be defined by a race that they're white right and that's a misconception because in israel most jewish people probably look like noah right or there's the black jewish community as well so i was very intrigued by that and i was like okay that's another way of getting that education out there to communities here in Africa, just getting that understanding that there's no specific look or there's no specific box that we can put any nation into. I mean, and one of the things your lyrics do, Noah, as well, is talk about identity as to who defines whom. And you like, I will not be defined. I will define myself. To what extent do you think the song that you're working on also talks to identity? I think very much so it does. I think that's kind of the main aspect of the song because both of us have different identities in many ways. Um, both of us have dealt with issues that are different but also share some commonality. And I think at the end of the day, the thing that brings us together is not the way other people have defined us. It's the way that we've defined ourselves and the ability to actually rise above whatever bigotry or discrimination we're faced with and that perseverance. Um, and that's a human trait that can be found in all sorts of different groups of people. And I hope that that's a message that a lot of people can relate to. And also, um, if it's not something that someone could relate to individually, it's something that they're going to be able to look at and say, wow, that's a trait that's part of this community. And in terms of hip-hop, going back to my first question, do you think hip-hop is a stronger 
channel to get these messages across? I think it's a good medium to get these uh, messages across because if you think about the impact that hip-hop has had over the past few years, it's it's almost, I think it's taken over rock music, right? It's so. surpassed rock in terms of popularity. So getting more topics about or more deep topics into rap music will allow a different audience to now look into understanding these type of topics. And it's a youth audience. It's a youthful and audience. Exactly. Absolutely. What are your plans next? Hopefully more music. <laughs> yeah. Work on some more music. Do you, do you think the two of you might want to collaborate again on, on other issues? Absolutely. I mean, it does seem fair for Tanaka now to go to Israel. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. 100%. <laughs> I, I want to visit. Eh? Yeah, make it out. A- yeah. And, you know, deal with issues, at a, uh, probably the same issues, but at a different level. You've traveled together um, a little bit through Joburg. You've been to um, Constitutional Hill. You, you'll have been to... Um, Sharple to Larry's. What has the message? What What have you personally learned, Tanaka, from this? So, places like Constitutional Hill and places like Sharpeville are places that a lot of fellow South Africans don't really go to, and we usually put our heritage on the back foot because we don't understand or we have a lot of problems. Let me put it like that: the problems come before understanding your heritage or understanding violations. So. Going to places like Constitutional Hill really gives a look at the atrocities that happened within apartheid and other atrocities that happened after as well. So, so it's a, it was a brilliant experience for me. Going to Constitutional Hill, knowing that this was where Nelson Mandela was kept at some point, very interesting to me. And for you, Noah, is South Africa what you thought it was? Uh, I mean, I came in having heard a lot of things, but also being open-minded, knowing that any new place I travel to, it's important to... Recognize that I'm a guest and I get to hear from the amazing communities that live here. Uh, and I think for me, I've just been able to see very clearly the difference in reading about uh, these topics and apartheid in a book, watching movies about it, doing my own resor- uh, research, and actually being able to come here uh, and hear from people who were and still are affected by the legacy of apartheid. And it also gave me the perspective to realize how unique of an experience it was in the worst possible ways. Um, that it just can't be compared to anything else going on in the world. And trying to compare it or fit it into the category of other issues going on throughout the world actually does a disservice to the people who were victimized by it here. Let's lighten the load a little bit and talk about stardom. Um, Tanaka, you're a student. Uh, Noah, you're an educator. To what extent do both of you like to see yourself professionally becoming hip-hop artists? So performing more in my... In my line of work of hip-hop, we really get most of our money from performing. So getting into that side of work and getting into that line of music is something that I want to pursue more often. Getting into connecting with the crowds and really getting a community of people who understand who I am and understand my music and my journey, that's the next thing that I want to get into. Is it thrilling? Is it thrilling to be able to stand on a stage and perform and to have people kind of adore and dance to your music and be part of that creation? 100%. It's a feeling that can't be quantified and can't be contained. I think just seeing the reaction from people's faces really makes you feel like, okay, this person understands what's going on here and 
you know, we go back and forth just looking into the crowd. It's amazing. It's amazing. And for you, um, Noah, do you see yourself professionally as a hip-hop artist? Yeah, I see myself as that um, for sure, just with uh, continuously creating music, continuously performing, um, expanding my audience, obviously from having performed many, many times in a lot of venues in the U.S. and now uh, adding Israel to that list and now adding South Africa to that list. I'm excited to continue to do so and also uh, use my music career in conjunction with my career as an educator because they really go hand in hand in talking about my community telling the Jewish story in, in more than one way. So I know your video will be released pretty soon, um, and I think there is going to be great excitement. I don't know exactly how it works to kind of between releasing it and, you know, becoming the number one, you know. I, I don't know what the process is. But are you anticipating that might happen? I'm anticipating a lot of traction, and getting number one is... It's pretty hard in, in this uh, time that we're living in in terms of the type of music that's usually pushed. But that would be something I want to reach and I want to get, especially with the message that we have. And you, Noah? I think it's an amazing song. I'm looking forward, it, forward to it being out and I uh, can't wait to see what happens with it because I know it's going to be all positive. Well, I, I personally can't wait to see the release, hear the final version. And I'd just like to say thank you so much to both of you for coming in and good luck in your both together and in your individual careers. Thank you. Thank you so much.